This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the second hour of Friday's Colleen and Bradley show. Lucky you for turning up and tuning in. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts along with Rob today. Colleen will be back on Monday. Don't forget to download our app. By the way, the listener rewards are packed solid. Ooh, Do you yeah. know anything about our February listener rewards halls? Uh, let me look in front of my face and see if I got some information for you. Well, what I can tell you is that you can listen all month long and enter to win an iPad. We got yes! legit prizes. Also, we're giving Free away. IPad. Yeah, exactly. Just for listening to us, we're also giving away movie passes for the photograph. We have a lot of gift cards. So you're going to go to mytalk1071.com to check out all the listener rewards. And download that app from uh, your favorite app store because then you can catch all your favorite programs mm. live or uh, podcast them. Okay. okay. Hey, Gail King was noticeably absent from her gig this morning. Now, oh. any other day of the week, you'd be like, well, she's just a highfalutin celebrity TV face and person and anchor and does stuff and she's moving and shaking. And well, um, hold on. Um. She has had a very rough 48 plus hours and her absence is actually probably a result of that but let's let's get to the the first part of the story first <laughs> she was noticeably absent from cbs this morning and uh there is some plausible deniability like she was out of town she had a previous commitment out of town yeah well as we talked about with elizabeth reese during the dirt alert that plausible deniability might just be um an opportunity for her to keep her face off of the tv following a controversy surrounding an interview that she did um, regarding Kobe Bryant. Right. And the uh, the fallout from the way CBS presented that interview. Um, well, she would say it's the way that CBS presented that interview. Some people have taken issue with her um, having that interview or that part of the interview at all. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about that. What yeah. was the controversy that led to Gail King maybe not showing up for work today. So the interview that aired on CBS this morning, earlier this week, was between Gail King and Lisa Leslie, the WNBA superstar. And uh, they were talking about the legacy of the late Kobe Bryant, uh, because uh, Lisa Leslie played for the Los Angeles Sparks, the WNBA sister team to the Los Angeles Lakers. So she was friends with Kobe Bryant and Gail King. Now I'm just paraphrasing here because I don't have the uh, transcript in front of me of the interview, but Gail King asked Lisa Leslie about the sexual assault allegations against Kobe Bryant. And Lisa Leslie didn't really want to talk about it that much. And then Gail King asked her a couple follow-up questions. And then that was the clip. 
So that was the clip that was edited by CBS News, pushed out, and it was a portion of an interview that was a part of a larger interview with Lisa Leslie. And, you know, then Gail came out um, and said she was, you know, angry with CBS and the way they handled this, the way they did it. She said, if, you know, essentially, if that was, um, if that's all I saw, I would be angry too. Well, and she released a video statement before CBS News aired yesterday morning. And it was like an Instagram stories confessional, early morning confessional, the angle of the camera down low. She's just talking in her house. It was a very intimate statement. It wasn't like she was anchoring the news and said all of this stuff. Yeah, no, this was just like her personal thing. And then you saw yesterday afternoon, CBS News put out a statement saying like, "Uh, we're trying to get to the bottom of what actually happened here. And we uh, essentially trying to take, I think trying to take responsibility therefore taking the heat off of of um of gail king directly yeah and that's what so you know here on the colina bradley show let me just set the stage for you so that's the story as it's laid out holly did a wonderful job laying that out and then you'll remember i said that so today she didn't happen to show up at work well okay so that's the story and actually we'll have a little bit more of that story in a moment but that's like any other news story. Like, great, interesting. Okay, okay. like you feel bad for Gail because she's going through some stuff she's right stressed. now. Okay, but again, Colleen and Bradley, we like to go deep in the shallow, which means what's really going on? Mm. What's at work here? What's what's really um, happening behind the scenes? And I think it's safe to say, from just the way that I've perceived things, and feel free to tell me how you perceive things, that. Um, she stepped in the dog's business. Yeah. Um, she At the end of the day, she did air... I mean, she did ask the question. Yes. And while I think she might have had the justification to add, like, anybody can ask any question, right? Right. You have to understand that even if you're justified in asking your question at this time, you might not be surprised if people react negatively because especially where Kobe Bryant is concerned, mm-hmm. I mean, people have lost their jobs. Uh, trying to bring up this issue. Yes. Um, which we don't have enough time to get into all of the details of that Mm-mm. story. So, like, it shouldn't be perhaps that surprising. But then it's clear to me that, so that happened. It blew up. Social media kind of took over. People came for her like Snoop Dogg and don't even get me started with that. Yeah. Um, a lot of people coming after her. Then you had CBS's statement come out and it seemed like they were maybe trying to take the heat off of her somewhat. Um but you can tell that she has the power over at CBS to make things move, to try to defend herself and rehabilitate her, you know, image. Right. Post this particular experience. Well, because Gail King is CBS this morning. Yeah. She is that show. And uh, she carries a lot of clout there. And that statement by CBS News, the way it bends to Gail King's version of the narrative in a way that uh, it wouldn't necessarily bend probably for a lesser anchor on the network. Yeah. Now, you know that Gail is friends with? Hmm, let me hmm. think about that. Does she ever oh, really... I don't know. She... You know, she's got that one friend. Oh, yeah. She always... What's her name again? Oh, Oprah! Okay, so Oprah, turns out, just happened to be... And this was planned because there was this whole story about Hoda Kotb wanting... She put Oprah on her vision board for 2020. She wanted to hang out with Oprah. She's never met Oprah, which I found shocking, right? Or had never... I don't think she'd ever met her. Anyway, so today was the day, oddly, 
And it's I don't think it's coincidence, or I do think it's coincidence, because this was a previous storyline before this Gail King thing ever blew up, um, that she showed up on the Today Show, and Oprah sort of shared what was going on with her friend Gail, right? Yeah, of course, because they're besties. Should we have a listen to a little bit of that? Yes. All right. Speaking of holding hearts, and we did a show yesterday, Oprah, on best friends and how meaningful they are to us. And I I think the last 24 hours for your best friend have been pretty difficult after that interview with Lisa Leslie about Kobe. And I just wondered just how she's doing. She's not doing well. May I say she is not. She is not doing well because she has now death threats and has to now travel with security. And um, she's feeling very much attacked. You know, Bill Cosby is is texting from is 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 tweeting, tweeting from jail, uh, and uh, she's not she's not doing well. And feels that um, she was put in a really terrible position because that interview had already ran. Mm-hmm. It was over. And in the context of the interview, everyone seemed fine, including Lisa Leslie. Mm-hmm. And it was only because somebody at the network uh, put up that clip mm-hmm. and that and, and I can see how people would obviously be very upset mm-hmm. if you thought that Gail was just trying to press to get uh, you know an answer from Lisa Leslie. but um, she, she she obviously all things pass, she will be okay, but um, she what hasn't slept in two days. All right, there's Oprah. Yeah, so that's Oprah talking about it. And you can tell there's real emotion in her voice. This yeah. is not, you know, um, her sort of wailing and uh, gnashing of teeth. No. Um, that she really feels for her friend Gail. And and I can imagine, like, when social media comes after you, woe unto you. Whether mm. you are justified in whatever you have done or not, you can imagine that there's a human cost to that. Now, the fact that she can hire security to protect herself, you know, kind of tells you what, uh, that she's going to be okay. Right? Gail like, King is going to be okay. Yeah. She's going to be fine. Now, she didn't show up to work today. Now, before we go to break, Bradley, mentioning the fact that, oh, well, she didn't show up to work. They said that she had a pre-existing engagement. Interestingly enough, with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle down yeah, in Miami. Yeah, she was emceeing the event that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle were at last night. Yeah, but uh, a well-thought-out point about all of this was that she probably took a mental health day, in as much as Gail Yeah, like, King, yes, she had an yeah. event, but she probably, in any other day, would have come back for her show, mm-hmm. gotten on a, you know, a red-eye um, to do her show the next day, but this gave her the plausible deniability to just maybe lay low. Yeah. And... Um, See if things blow over, which they will. It's it happens. Things blow I mean, over. You know what? I in mean, the world we live in, I don't know. Well, I don't know what's happening from day to day. That's Your true. Your guess is as good as mine. But here's what I do know: in these bizarre times we find ourselves, yeah, there will always be a cheat day if it's Friday. Cheat day Friday. And today is Friday. Therefore, there will be a cheat day when we return right here on My Talk 107.1. You are the whole damn meal, and we are about to uh, have a bite of the meal in question. Not you. Our cheat day Friday here on Colleen and Bradley on my talk 1071. That's what you're listening to. I'm the Bradley. That's uh, the Holly over there and the Rob. And then we even got the social media Hannah over here because it's Friday, which means it's time to stick naughty things in our pie hole for cheat day Friday. Dirty, rotten, 
Say Taste Test. Stick this in your mouth. What is that, ladies and gentlemen? Do you know? Well, if you want to see it happen live, just turn on your Facebook page, My Talk 1071. Hi. Hi. It's Cheat Day Friday, and that is the sound of the item up for bid. So every Friday, we like to throw dietary caution to the wind and say, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to put it in my mouth. Whatever. And then we'll tell you if it's worth eating or not. Um, We kind of do the dirty work for you when it comes to, you know, fast food items that are new, junk food items, things that are new on the shelf oftentimes, and then sometimes just really tasty things that we want to try. Now, Holly, you brought us today's selection. What is on the menu for today's cheat day on the menu for cheat day friday is an oreo it would be the limited edition the most stuff most stuff back by popular demand you can find this on the shelf of your local grocery store now i think that we tried to have this on the show before bradley but we mistakenly purchased the Mega Stuff Oreo, which if you look on the back of the Oreo package, it will break it down from least stuff to most stuff. So the Mega is like in the in-between, but the most is the most. Also, stuff is only spelt with one F. Yeah, most stuff because it's so most they couldn't put two Fs. I don't understand <laughs> when people are intentionally dumb with letters but whatever yeah, whatever mm-hmm. um and you're you're right this has been done before it says back by popular demand we never got to try it but these chocolate sandwich cookies are stuffed with the world's biggest blob of oreo stuff yeah and um now let's just take it to, oh did you get one i didn't get one. Oh my god rude why I didn't you take one i don't know i didn't think about it you made sure rob had one well yeah okay all right so um i will just say uh, I don't know if you're an Oreo person or not in general, Holly and Rob. Do you guys like Oreos typically most days? Yeah, it depends. Not a big a cookie person. Not a big cookie person. Um, are you a scone person, Rob? <laughs> scone. I don't know. I do I'm more, just trying to. I do more oh. uh, crunchy, salty snacks than oh, sweet stuff. Got it. All right. Yeah, I'm not a huge Oreo fan. Once, mostly because I got sick once. I had the flu and I was eating Oreo cookies and orange juice. Oh. And then I vomited them all over my bedroom. No. And so now, no. Now I just always feel that way whenever I pick up an Oreo. Oh, great. So, that's really good. So that you're really said, looking forward to putting this. That in your mouth said, right it's now. been a few years, and there's frosting essentially. That's the middle, right? The shortening. Experience. Well, that's the stuff. And I'm I'm all about that. So um, it looks really fat. It's very fat. Here's the thing, though, is that the cookies aren't sticking to the stuff. Also, you can tell how these were made in the Oreo factory, meaning that you can see the lines of demarcation. This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. 
between the stuffs. So this is essentially the equivalent of three regular Oreo cookies. The amount of stuff. Like you can see the little Yeah, you lines. can see the layers. You can they see just the go, layers. So triple triple bloop. And um otherwise it's just your typical Oreo. All right. I right. want you to put it in your mouth and try it. It looks like stuff went shooting out the sides. It did. And how does it taste to you? It's okay. Oh, it did really squish all over the place. Well, that's because I forcibly squished this one. Oh. I did this one and I I took a bite out of it. So I'm a stuff person, Bradley. So I like the stuff better than the cookies. So it delivers on the most stuff. Yeah, you're a picker. So you would, yeah. in the real world, Hollywood take the top off and then lick the center. Right. The the creamy center. Yeah, that's what it's called, the creamy center. This is, this is okay. This is all right. It's a little bit too much, though, because when you bite into the cookie, then the cookie breaks, and then it just kind of leaks out. Actually, if I were ever going to eat an Oreo, I would eat this Oreo versus like, because why wouldn't you just want all the stuff? Right. Well, some people don't like the stuff. Some people like the Oreo thins. Okay. Yeah. So they either like no stuff or they like all the stuff. I kind of want the stuff. Rob, how do you feel about this thing? I'm more of a chocolate person than a frosting person, Mm. but I the way I eat... It's just all coming back to me now because I used to eat Oreos as a kid. Yeah. And I just put it in my mouth and let it melt in my mouth. Ooh. And um, okay. I, if you look at the cookie below, before you put it in your mouth, the thickness of the stuff is about equal to the two cookies themselves. Okay. So it's, a, so it's yeah, about, that's a good um, rule of thumb. And I think, yeah, I could do with a little less stuff. Oh God! See, I just oh, want the stuff. Yeah, just get just, just can I the, have another one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can, Bradley. Here, take the box. Yeah, why don't they just make an Oreo experience that's called just the stuff? I'm sure. Mm. I'm sure that we're that's happening. Yeah, they really need to work on that. Just like, the stuff. But we're then, a couple iterations away from that happening. But here's the thing: like with Oreos, with any Oreo experience, the cookies get stuck in your teeth. And then you have the cookie residue that's left for the next couple of hours because you don't want to be that person who's digging in your yeah, molar. Yeah, then you're, you're Nick Jonas at the, uh, at the Grammys. Grammys. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that might work for us because then we could talk about it for another month. No, we're not actually going to do that. Oh, Bradley is eating all the stuff. The stuff is in his mouth. There he goes. That's nice. All right. So mm. how many Cobras are we giving the most stuff Oreos? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a three just because I don't really like Oreos that much. But, you know, I would say a three. I'm going to finish the cookie. Three out of five. Maybe. What do you feel, Rob? Three for three. Okay. Oh, three for three. Social media. Hannah, did you have these? No, she hasn't had these. So I don't know what she thinks. Well, All right. go pick them up. Why yeah, not? Why not? If you want to try why a new not? cookie in your house. I bet those would be really good in the freezer, actually. Yeah, now you're talking. All right, when we come back from cookies to D-bags. Wow. Celebrities behaving like idiots. We'll tell you who our D-bags of the day are when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Which celebrities? Which celebrities are behaving badly? <laughs> We're gonna find out on the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. <sighs> I'm the Bradley. That's the Holly. Pardon the uh, sugar rush that's about to happen, and then the crash that will likely ensue during the show today, uh, because we just did our Tuesday Friday Oreo most stuff, and man, my teeth are sugary. Mm-hmm. 
in the molars. I have a film. Uh, and I got to pick it, pick it out of my teeth. Okay, so while I'm picking out of my teeth this <laughs> Oreo business, let's uh, do some D-bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. All right, honey. Bradley. Yes. Who is your D-bag of the day? My D-bag today is one uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh. Actually, um, I don't know who the D-bag is, so we're going to play a little game of Spot the D-bag. Mystery (laughs) D-bag. Hosted by Bert Convey. Okay, um, here's a story for you. Headline, a purse worth $23,000 was stolen from Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop store. So I saw that headline. I said, well, surely we need to talk about this because we love to poke fun at Gwyneth Paltrow and her her uh, jade yoni eggs. Um, but in this case, I had a hard time figuring out the D-bag because, of course, the obvious D-bag, it's so obvious, is the gentleman who, uh, and I probably shouldn't call him a gentleman because thieves don't usually get that moniker. Um, he stole $23,000 in the form of a high-end bag. Just one. Yeah, one just, bag. Just literally a, a bag. Even though there were countless uh, yoni eggs, water bottles, and large crystals inside the Goop Lab pop-up store, this individual stuck out his tongue and offed with a $23,000 handbag Woof. in Manhattan's NoHo neighborhood. Mm. So... I thought to myself, well, obviously he seems like a D bag, right? Like, right. why are you stealing? That's crazy, stupid idiot uh, territory. Yeah, usually we talk about you at two thirty on the show, not one thirty. Exactly. But then I thought to myself, self, could the real D bag here be the person selling a twenty three thousand dollar handbag? I see where you're going with this. Who needs to spend twenty three thousand dollars on a handbag? My vehicle. Was about well, okay. I don't know what my vehicle was, but I'm assuming there are vehicles out there worth twenty three thousand dollars. Yes, there are many things that are twenty three thousand dollars that aren't just a handbag that you keep your lipstick and the crumbs of protein bars at the bottom of it. Twenty three thousand dollars. What I'm saying is that the bottom <laughs> of purses are dirty and they're nasty. Yeah, they are. And why would you spend twenty three thousand dollars on a singular purse? But then now, let's take it a step further, Bradley. So, this is a d bag mystery. First, it was the guy who stole the twenty three thousand dollar bag. Mm-hmm. Then it was Gwyneth Paltrow's store for carrying the twenty three thousand mm-hmm. dollar bag. But let's take it a step further. And the person who manufactured the $23,000 bag. Now, do we know the brand of this well, bag? all I can tell you is that in addition to all the Gwyneth Paltrow goopy stuff, mm-hmm. this was not a goop brand thing because, you know, right. goop often sells uh, other people's stuff. And it sounds like the store also featured clothing and uh, other uh, bags, handbags, yeah. uh, from high-end designers like Hermes, Chanel, Louis Vuitton, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So this <sighs> was, you know, just your typical high-end designer, which, by the way, the people who make the bag make the bag for probably about nine ninety five. Yeah. Let's be real. Maybe shipping and handling right? is added on it's that. It's the markup um, to whatever, you know, and like some idiots actually cashing in on that $23,000 bag. That to me is just like, I just had this whole existential moment with the thought that we live in a world where people spend 
$23,000 on a handbag. And yeah. lest you think this is a handbag that you can like lay in or that will drive you to the airport, because, you know, they have those now. That would be like really, that little yeah. bag, the little suitcase you sit on. Oh, yeah. And it just like toodles you around. Um, it This bag did not have a uh, phone charger in it. It did not have Bluetooth technology. There was no Alexa. This was not a self-driving bag. This was a dumb piece of leather stitched together, stuck in a cabinet, and somebody was going to buy it for $23,000. And Ugh. I don't know if I could live in a world where that happens, because then I think about people who don't even make $23,000 in a year. Yeah. Yeah. So then I'm feeling Robin Hood about this guy, even though don't steal. But he literally just opens up the case, grabs the bag and walks out. Yeah. Yeah. Bradley. Like, yeah. it's not like at the Walmart <laughs> where you, you know, steal. And then five seconds after you're out of the store, you know, five security people are on you. Exactly. Because so. this person hasn't been apprehended yet. The person who stole the no, $23,000 bag. Escaped. And the public would like you to call Crime Stoppers. Oh, yes. I bet it was an Hermes bag. Those are the bags that people like the Kardashians like to collect. Because then they put these bags in the shelf. And then it's one of those things, Bradley, where you spend $23,000 on a bag. And then it's so precious that you never even use the darn thing Ugh, anyways. people are so dumb. Yeah. Like, use your money for something fun. Like, if you're going to spend $23,000 on nothing, make it like a weird... Like golf cart that you can ride around your backyard that makes espressos. Thank you. Or like, you know, has like a panini press attached to it. Yeah. Has a whole panini press, Froyo machine, espresso oh, yes. machine. I want the Froyo golf cart so I can just tootle around my Florida estate while sampling. You know, it's got those those uh, jellies and bobas. Mm, yeah. There's a little container for each of my toppings. And, and then I can the- just assemble <laughs> toppings as my self-driving scooter wields me about my estate and it's encrusted in crystals instead of some dumb purse yeah there's even more purses i'm looking there's an hermes used bag that is currently selling Mm -hmm. for thirty thousand five hundred dollars and someone's probably gonna buy this and then they're never gonna use it it's gonna sit on a shelf in a giant closet That they don't even walk into anyways, because let's be honest, it's probably at one of their many homes. They will maybe stay all of two weeks in that home in any given year. In conclusion. And they'll forget that they even own it. I'm bitter. So am I. That is my story for today. Thank okay, you. so that is my D-bag. Um, <laughs> call Crime Stoppers if you see a guy with a $23,000 bag, but um, I hope he gets like a college education out of it. I mean, you could pay for a year at school. Yeah. Even if you went to a state school. Don't steal. Don't steal. Okay, Okay, we're not. I got a D-bag. Who's your D-bag? My D-bag is a woman named Donna Rotuno. Donna Rotuno. Donna Rotuno is my D-bag of the day. Now, you're probably like, well, why are you just picking on some random lady named Donna? What did she do? Well, she's not just any lady. Donna Rotuno is the attorney representing Harvey Weinstein mm -hmm. during his criminal trial right now. So Mm -hmm. yesterday, the prosecution rested its case, and now we're moving on to the defense's case. So we're seeing lots of people up on the stand who are testifying on behalf of Harvey Weinstein. And now we're getting a little insight into some of the players on his defense team. So one of his attorneys, Donna Rotuno, did an interview this morning. And uh, Donna 
would like you to know that she's never been a victim of sexual assault because Donna, quote, would never put herself in that position. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So she's saying she doesn't get sexually assaulted because she doesn't put herself in sexual assault positions. Yeah. What is a sexual assault position? Oh, thanks for asking, Brad. But uh, yeah, Donna actually addresses that question. So Rotuno says, quote, I have not been sexual assault, sexually assaulted because I would never put myself in that position. She said, I've always made choices from college age on where I never drank too much. I never went home with someone I didn't know. I just never put myself in any vulnerable circumstances ever. Okay, those are her words. Those are her actual words. Those okay. are her quotes this, that she said during the daily podcast over on the New York Times. So this is, it's kind of funny because I actually started listening to this interview um, this morning on my way into work because it's usually one of the podcast episodes I listen to every day, the the New York Times Daily. Because um, it, it can cover all sorts of stuff. It'll have a little bit of politics, a little bit of lifestyle, but then it, it they have been doing several um episodes related to Harvey Weinstein. And, and this interview is with uh, Megan Toohey, who was one of the women who wrote the book, uh, He Said, which really just talks, or she said rather, um, which talks about the Harvey Weinstein scandal, right? right. And uh, the trajectory of the Me Too movement. So I was very intrigued when I saw the the title of this podcast episode, The Woman Defending Harvey Weinstein, or The Woman Who Defended Harvey Weinstein, something like that. She is one of his defense team, or maybe the head of his defense team. And I haven't gotten anywhere near this part of the conversation yet. Mm -hmm. But even before we get that, because I'm curious, right? Right. I have a curiosity. What would lead a woman to want to defend Harvey Weinstein? We've seen this with like Lisa Bloom in the past. You know, she was an attorney who sort of jumped teams in order to support Harvey Weinstein. And she was roundly... Uh, criticized for doing so and ended up sort of backtracking and deciding to do something different. So I I was like, okay, wow, what does that sound like? What does a woman who defends Harvey Weinstein sound like? And I will say from the beginning, it's, it's clear that she is trying to paint a picture that she wants you to think about that, that there are not only victims in sexual abuse cases, Mm -hmm. there are also victims who are perpetrators. Okay. That perpetrators can be victims in these cases too. Okay. So I was starting mm. to be like, um, and then when you read this to me, I was like, oh, oh. okay, honey. No, okay. I don't think you know what you're saying. Now, the host of the Daily followed up what Donna said about her choices in her life, saying that she never put herself in a position to be sexually assaulted. Now, the an interviewer followed up by asking Donna Rotuno if she believed that every woman who has been sexually assaulted had put themselves in their, that position basically kind of being like well you asked for yeah, it's it it's the obvious question and if you're going to say that yeah. you have to answer then you then you are saying all of those women who've been sexually assaulted put and men have been put they put themselves in there is a control yeah as if that is something anybody would do right now she backpedaled she said no that's not the case she said all i'm saying is that women should take precautions but that is a different conversation right Right. Like the conversation you have with your daughter or your son, for that matter, but your children about protecting themselves is a far different conversation than you 
deserved to be sexually assaulted. You drank too much, so you deserve to be sexually assaulted. You went home with someone that you didn't know that well, so you deserve to be sexually assaulted. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Like, it's your fault. Essentially, it's victim yeah. shaming but there are and a lot of people, blaming. You know, the good thing about this is that I'm glad she said those things because, uh, I mean, I'm sad that we live in a world where people believe that, but I'm glad that she said that because that's truly what she believes. And I bet that there are a lot of other people who believe those same things. I think part of the time, though, they say those things, not thinking them all the way through. Right. Because everybody's gut reaction is, well, I would never put myself in a position to have Harvey Weinstein attack me. Well, why don't you listen to the women who were attacked by Harvey Weinstein and then tell me how you would have handled the situation differently? Yeah, exactly. Because I guarantee if you were in their shoes, oh, look at this, another opportunity to learn life's lesson. Put yourself in someone else's shoes for a few minutes and you might see things a little differently. And I would imagine that we would see things differently if we put ourselves in the shoes of any of the women who were uh, sexually assaulted by Harvey Weinstein. Um, if you know, their allegations are true. And luckily, this is going through the criminal justice system right now. And some of those women actually testified on the stand in these past few weeks. So you can go back and actually read and listen to what they had to say. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then a jury will decide. And ultimately, Harvey Weinstein will be held accountable if he is indeed found guilty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, we need to give you a D bag update. Yesterday, Disney was a D bag oh, because woo. they made children pay money to them. Oh. I mean, isn't well, that what they do for a living? Yes. Anyway, we'll tell you why specifically they are not the D bags at first we thought. Maybe when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Friday afternoon, we made it to the end of the week here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. I'm the Bradley, that's the Holly and the Rob, and it's 1.48 as we head into the last hour of the show. I'm so relaxing. I could use a little sunlight, though. Yeah. Um, let's uh, talk about a D-bag update. In fact, <clears throat> there was a D-bag yesterday in the form of the Big D, uh, that is Disney, I guess Disney's probably never been referred to as the Big D, right? <laughs> but they should be. Oh, Disney, the Big D. What's going on in the Big D? That Mickey. Okay. Um, that's why his gloves are so big. Um, they There was a story about Disney yesterday yeah. that did not really put them in a good light, right, no, Holly? But we have an update. Yeah, you're right. So the story yesterday, uh, actually Colleen yesterday called Disney her D-bag of the day because of this story. And the story is about an elementary school in California that played the Lion King at a PTA fundraiser. 
And Disney found out that they screened this film at their fundraiser. And then Disney fined the school $250 for playing the movie without a license. The parents were super mad about this. They said, hey, we bought the DVD legally at Best Buy, but that doesn't matter. Uh, the school apparently got an email saying that Disney, Disney, quote, received an alert about the screening and, quote, anytime a movie is shown outside of the home, legal permission is needed to show it and is considered a public performance. They did not have the license. And so then Disney wanted the money. Yeah, it was like, you guys, okay, so you're in the right. It's one of those examples of like, sure, you're in the right technically, but you're Disney for crying outside. You're supposed to be making children happy, not making them cry. Unless (laughs) it's like Bambi, right? Which, don't even get me started, mm. because they're going to do a live-action reboot of Disney, or of Bambi, and I can only imagine that there's going to be sadness. Regardless, Mm -mm. you don't really want this from like a, a marketing uh, standpoint, right? Like you don't want people going, uh, Disney's is trying to squeeze little children out of their hard earned money for charity. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, the Walt Disney company, technically, yes, they are squeezing your hard earned dollars out of your pocket because they're a publicly held corporation yeah. and that's what they do. Exactly. But take it up with your grandma and her 401k account. That's why Disney had to basically steal from the children but go on tell me more holly but there is an update there is an update well to your point bradley uh you know disney didn't want a nasty pr crisis on their hands and this story got all the way up to the ceo of the walt disney company bob Iger, because he tweeted out the following yesterday morning he said our company the walt disney company he tagged them on twitter apologizes to emerson elementary school pta and he said, I will personally donate to their fundraising initiative. Aw, isn't that just sweet? Bob Iger is donating personally to cover the costs of this licensing violation that the school had to incur. Well, I mean, that's the least they could do. Maybe they could have done this without having to put the kids on blast first. Did they say anything about what they were going to do going forward? Because I feel like this, you know, again, like I I understand that we live in a society where we must protect the, uh, you know, creative capital of yeah. corporations. Yeah. Um, uh, that's just the, the system. The intellectual copyrights exactly. and, and all of that stuff. We have to protect the creators and the people who rightfully should earn their money from their works of art. So... That's you could use this as a teaching lesson, right? Yeah. Um, but I think you can use it as a teaching lesson without having to also have the consequence because it's not like they're sort of, um, you know, trying to make an example. Hey, let's make an example out of these kids and nobody else will do this because yeah. I'm sure this happens all the time, all the time. And I'm sure it, it's it's just because I like everyone knows. Well, I'm actually surprised that they got this far and they thought that just because they bought the DVD meant that they could show it to a group of people for money. However, however, um, use it as a teaching opportunity and um, then you do the nice thing. So it's like, hey, guys, you can't do this. um, And normally you would get a penalty. We're going to go ahead and cover the costs or we're going to ask you to pay the penalty. But then we're going to send a donation for the same amount. I mean, you know, like you could have done something sort of that would have served both purposes to not only help educate the public about, you know, copyright uh, rules, but also that doesn't make you look like just a mean old 
Grinch. Right, and he did that. That's what Robert Iger did. Yeah, but after the fact. After, after the fact. After it became public headlines, well, which yeah, just makes you look even less <clears throat> genuine Yeah, well, your he concern. Did, oh, of course. He did it after the fact. Well, and then I want to point out in this statement that Bob Iger made on Twitter regarding this elementary school is like, we're not changing the rules for anybody. Let that be clear. I'm just donating 250 bucks out of my own pocket and I'm going to give it to the school because the school still has to pay. Let that be clear. We're not changing any kind of rules for any of these kinds of, which is no different than any other company. And everybody's got to play by the same rules. I totally get all of that. I'm just saying like, you know, maybe you could have, I would be, I'm actually surprised that they don't have a better plan in place because you imagine that this comes up routinely. Of course. Right. Like you have people, and I'm sure a lot of times even people request like, hey, can we have permission to do this? And I don't know how that plays out, but I would imagine that there is a stock answer or a stock procedure for how this happens. Like maybe Disney says, no, you can't play it without uh, or, you know, you can't do that, but you can do this to raise money. Like here are right. five other ways you can raise money using um, your favorite Disney story or something. Yeah, that they would take some kind of initiative to do that. Well, what? A lot of places have to do, and this goes for schools, for libraries, for all of these places. Usually they buy a license through something called MPLC, mm-hmm. doing a little research. So you have to have that, and schools buy that, and they renew it annually so that they can show it. So interestingly enough, it would be fascinating to see all the places that actually go into this and that they pay well, this umbrella like, license. It's, it's just like when you have a school play. Yeah. And you want to use Our Town. Right. You got to pay the people who hold the license or hold the copyright um, in order to have your school play. And you think, well, who cares? Um, Well, because that's just the way it works. And once you know the system, then you can figure out, you know, how to do it without getting screwed. Exactly. Well, you know, the children, they're going to be okay. Do it for the children. Because Bob Iger shelled out $250 of his own hard-earned money. By the way, Bob Iger's net worth is $690 million. He could buy one of them $23,000 handbags. No, he sure could. Um, hey, is there anything sadder than a Valentine's Day deal from a fast food chain? <laughs> no, actually, probably not. We're going to prove that point when we come back. Not that we're above it. No, not Trust at all. us. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you about some of the saddest and most delicious Valentine's Day deals when we come back right here on The Colleen and Bradley Show. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.